You know what they say. No. What a year it's been. What a season. What a season. What a year it's been. Who says that? Sports people. Oh, that's why I don't know. What a year it's been. And you know, it's been a year. It's been a year. It's been one whole year. 365 days. That's how much is in a year. Last I checked, yeah. Unless it's leap year. But it's not this year. I, for some reason, I kept thinking this was a leap year. I thought it was too, but it's not. Apparently, we live in some alternate universe where <laughs> we had the idea this was a leap year. But that's not the case. Nope. What is the case is that this time last year, the Nintendo Switch was making its way out into the general public. Yep. I was raging. <laughs> you were so mad. I don't want the Switch to come out. <laughs> Not about that. I was raging at Target, remember? Oh, right. Because you... Cause, yeah. 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 Boy, those pre-order nights were bad. Yeah. It was real goofy. But yeah. Anyway. We are a year later, and that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about year one of Nintendo's Switch platform. And discuss that here on the Seasonal Anime Checkup OVA. It's a podcast where we have conversations about video games, anime, and manga. Hello, I'm Jared. That's Switch McSwitchster and Ladium. What? Hi. That's her. This is episode 6-4 of your favorite podcast. Oh my god, you really didn't say 64. Why would I say six, why would I say a bad number like that? Oh my god, Jared. We're not, we're not here to talk about bad consoles. Come on. We're here to talk about the a good one. The 64 was a great console, and the Switch is a great console, but the 64 was great, and you have to get over your... six. You have to let go of your 64 hatred. Did you say something? Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, someday we're going to have that episode where we hash this out. Someday. But that today is not today. Ow. <laughs> I just hurt my hand. I guess I haven't slept in like over 24 hours, so that's why I'm like real loopy right now. So mm, if I sound weird during this episode, hello, that's why. <laughs> so yeah, year one of the Switch. A very interesting sort of year. Perhaps a rather strong year. It's been a really strong year. Especially but... in terms of just like console launches. Oh, yeah. Because you don't it's really. It's also been really unexpected, though. Like some of the things True. that have happened with a Switch have been really unexpected. Yeah. Because usually you don't really see a big library of good games, good to mm -hmm. great games, in a console's first year. At least re more recently. Like, you may have seen that back in the the old days, but in terms of, like, this generation, in terms of, like, the PS4 and Xbox One, the previous generation with the 360 PS3, uh, the, the, not the Switch, the Wii, the Wii U, <laughs> all those things. The, the one thing like that, like, you can't necessarily go back and look at, like, oh, here's the first year of releases in a certain console's lifespan, because that data is just, like, not out there at least in a readily apparent format because that was actually kind of something i want to do for this podcast be like okay let's compare the switch to 
this console and this console and this console's first year, but that's a little bit too hard to do for for this, unfortunately. Yeah. I will say I already own more Switch games than I do Xbox One games. I mean, yeah. Yeah. But also, like, I don't own a lot of Xbox One games. I don't either, but I'm saying that I own, like, a significant more Switch games than I do Xbox One games, and that's... I've had my Xbox One since 2013. Thanks. Is that right? I don't know. When did you get your Xbox One? (laughs) I think it was 2013, because I remember buying it when I lived in Alexandria. I think I got mine in 2014. It it might have been 2014, because I'm pretty sure, thinking about it, that I used a tax return to get it. So it was probably 2014. I mean, I only got mine because of rock band so because all the dlc transfers from shrug shoulders 360 to xbox one yeah but Catherine saves don't i mean they do if i pay for it yeah that's the thing <laughs> but that's neither here nor there we're here to talk about your favorite nintendo switch and we're going to discuss you know just a variety of things like games we're going to talk about the positives and negatives of the first year. We'll look forward to what games are going to be lying ahead later this year and basically come to a determination of whether or not year two is going to continue the, the high of year one, or if we're going to see a steady drop off or a steep drop off going into year two, which I think that's a, that's the most interesting question going into the second year of the switch. Yeah. So I think like the most important things that the first year of the Switch had was a handful of things. Number one, I think obviously the accessibility of it, not necessarily like accessibility, accessibility, because that's something I think it kind of fails in. But Mm -hmm. the ways that like, oh, it's a home console, but it's also a portable. I think that's definitely it, it. It's a gimmick. But it's a gimmick that works. It's a gimmick that works. It's not something that we've necessarily seen from any of the console makers thus far. Usually they've segmented those audiences to where it's like, here's the home console and then here's your handhold handhold handheld. There we go. <laughs> not here, not, we're not going to hold hands with Sony <laughs> and Microsoft. So Nintendo bringing those together, I think is smart in a way that like, it's kind of surprising. This hasn't necessarily been done before. Yeah, and I mean, it was fabulous since I put, like, 180 hours into Xenoblade 2, being able to, like, play that from my bed. Play it wherever you want. If you want to play it on a rooftop, you could. With all your friends. Well, and it was also easy, like, I travel sometimes between my mom's house and here, and it was super easy to take my Switch with me. Whereas, like, if I want to take my PS4, that's going to be a little bit harder. Yeah. So I think that, 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 namely, is a big, big, big proponent of why the switch has been so successful heck yeah uh number two i would say nintendo hammering home the fact that like hey we actually got third-party support this time unlike the wii u where it was like hey we got some third-party support and then nobody came back yeah i mean that's been really impressive that the switch has been able to have that pull with third parties because nintendo has always had that problem Mm -hmm. i say always since like the 64. I mean there's also the, there's always the possibility that like hey after this year the third party support could could dry up. 
But, it's possible. But it doesn't seem like that's the case. Like, I mean, just the fact of so many, like, third-party, like, prominent third-party games that are coming out and aren't, you know, just weird offshoot versions of the, the normal console version that was, like, that happened with the Wii U. Yeah. These are, like, the legitimate versions of these games for the most part. I mean, the Switch is a less powerful console than the PS4 and Xbox One. Right. But, I mean, the fact that, like, Skyrim, Doom, and, like, Dark Souls is coming. Is it a Dark Souls or is it the other one? It's Dark Souls, yeah. Okay. The fact that those are going to be on the Mm -hmm. Switch or are already on the Switch is, like, incredible and, like, leaps and bounds above the Wii U. L.A. Noir is on the Switch. Like, Rockstar giving support to a Nintendo console. That's kind of (laughs) crazy. To be fair, Grand Theft Auto is on the DS. I mean, yeah, but, like, there's... It was crap. <laughs> there's been no big Rockstar release on a Nintendo home console. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's been a huge, huge difference. And, like, I hope that they can keep it up. And it seems that people are more excited about the Switch, and especially with, like, the fact that there's such a huge install base now. Correct, yeah. I, th- I think that third parties will be interested in continuing it. It'll definitely make them some money, considering how much the Switch has sold so far in this first year. No, so. no kidding. Uh, number three, the Switch is the Vita. <laughs> Vita never die. Vita, hashtag Vita never die. But the Switch has basically become the new Vita in terms of like being a good way for a lot of independent developers to find a home for their games. And you know that portability, pla- portability factor is there as well, but... I really think the the Switch is going to become, like, the go-to place for, you know, indie games and potentially even just, like, weird Japanese, like, offshoot games that the Vita was very much, like, the beacon the for. for. Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm really, really banking on, like, getting some more Otome and visual novels. Yeah. That'd be really rad. There's one right now that I haven't tried, but, like, I'm really hoping that some more come onto the Switch because, like you said, it, it seems like it's becoming more of the Vita style. And it's it's a good platform for that for those types of games. Oh, fantastic platform for it. Number 4. Nintendo going going real hard on first party support. Yeah, wow, they went ham. Which that that is the potential detriment for year 2. Yep. And we'll get into that in a little bit, but you know, starting things off with Zelda and then wrapping up 2017 with Mario. Like, those are your two big, big heavy hitters right off the bat. And then, like, you know, Mario Kart, the re-release of that. Uh, Xenoblade 2. I feel like there was something. Was there something else? Or am I just blanking? Because I'm tired. I mean, Fire Emblem Warriors was okay, on yeah, there. Okay, yeah, Fire Emblem, yeah. Um, Even though it's kind of a, a strange situation, um, Mario plus Rabbids. Yeah, that, yeah. I mean, it, it's not exactly first party, but it's Mario. True, yeah. I mean, th- so those are big games to have in your first year of like release. So like, so obviously they were going, you know, full on, be like, hey, we need to have some good stuff for this system. And here you go, you got yeah. it in the first year of release. And finally, number five. And perhaps my favorite reason to have a Switch, uh, Nintendo having the full support of the best third-party publisher on the Switch, being that of Hamster and the Arcade Archive series. 
Which, like, I mean, granted, like, hey, all these games, or for the most part, a lot of the Arcade Archives games appear on other platforms, like the PS4 and Xbox One. So, like, none of them are, like, real definitive in that way, but there's such an eclectic title of Neo Geo games on the Switch right now that really you couldn't really get in a good, like, bundle together otherwise. And it's, it's the arcade version, so it's th- those types of ports, and not just like some weird consoleized version of it. Um, they are they are basically, I think, starting to add like the the older back catalog of the arcade archive series, like some of like the actual like arcade ports that they were first bringing over to PS4 uh, like three to four years ago. And of course, like the biggest thing that they did was get Nintendo to bring out all their old arcade games from like their back catalog, which have not seen the light of day since their release in the 80s which that's the perhaps the craziest thing about the switch is that like nintendo was like okay sure you want to bring out versus super mario brothers sure i guess why not sure (laughs) such a such a crazy thing and of course i will always beat this horse but hey don't about not having a virtual console the virtual console has been there since day one it's just called the arcade (laughs) archive series (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> wink I mean for me those are I think the five biggest key points that the Switch has had for its first year do you have anything else you'd want to add to that or hmm. I can't really think of anything off the top of my head uh, I do find it really interesting but also beneficial that like they kept up Amiibo support yeah Um, because that wasn't exactly something I was expecting to continue I, I mean, it hasn't really been, like, oh, as over the top as it was with the Wii U, but it's still there. <laughs> I mean, with Breath of the Wild, we got, like, two Link Amiibo, a Guardian Amiibo, um, a Bobokan Amiibo, a Zelda Amiibo, and then the four Champion Amiibos. That's nine Amiibo for but, Breath of the Wild alone. But it's not as, like, completely, like, just full-blown almost oversaturation that like when they first were announced like there's not like 70 amiibo out there right now that came out last year there's still some like obviously like you said like the breath of the wild ones uh the odyssey ones there was a few other Mm -hmm. ones out there as well i think but i think that's just kind of the trickle down effect of like them being like okay we should probably put out this series or this character and all that sort of stuff and i think even just like with support within games it's it's not basically as in your face as it was like throughout, I think, the the Wii U and sort of that era where yeah. they were really pushing it hard. Like, hey, what if we put an amiibo in this and give you something? Because now it's just like, okay, sure, there's amiibo support, but we're not going to just like beat you over the head with it. Yeah, I mean, like the, the Fire Emblem Warriors ones, it was like, hey, these exist and you can get weaponry, but like it's kind of hidden within a menu. Mm-hmm. And you have to activate it separately. Yeah. Actually, you have to activate it separately in Breath of the Wild as well. And in uh, Odyssey. All right. I mean, yeah. you have to go talk to one of the, the, the best new characters, Uncle Amiibo. Uncle Amiibo. <laughs> Where's the Uncle Amiibo Amiibo? I would buy an Uncle Amiibo Amiibo. I mean, yeah, same. <laughs> I absolutely would. But, I mean, it, it was kind of a shocker that that continued but i don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing yeah it's it's just um i guess a strange thing to carry over from the wii u Mm -hmm. but um 
again, as somebody who has a lot of amiibo, is kind of kind of nice, really. Yeah. Uh, again, not not really relevant to the system, but just an interesting side point. Right. I guess in that case, we should probably talk about some like the the negatives of the the first year of the system. Uh, well, one of the big negatives that a lot of people ran into was stock. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's just the case in terms of like the Nintendo, Nintendo specifically, and I guess I don't necessarily think they thought this thing was going to blow up in the way it did. Probably. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, also. Just as a side note, because everybody loves me. Um, it's true. When I said stock, the first thing that came to my brain was Radiant Historia again. <laughs> which reminds me the DLC should be up today. Oh, yeah, there is the last bit of DLCs up today as we're recording this. Yeah. Um, so that that's probably going to happen once we finish recording. <laughs> but um, stock on the system and stock on peripherals. Mm-hmm. Which, it was pretty bad. Which I think is it's mostly better now. I don't I mean I haven't really checked in on like can I, I go either. into a store and buy a switch right now or can I go online and buy a switch at any moment. But those first couple of months were pretty pretty scarce. It was kind of the Wii situation all over again. Maybe yeah. not as bad, but similar. Um it's also ridiculously like it's a positive that the system comes with two controllers out of the box straight up, but it is insane that another set costs you eighty dollars. Yeah, that's. Or like the pro controller is right around the same price. And yeah. It's like yeah. why are your peripherals so expensive? This is insane. They're they're pretty egregious. I mean, there's yeah, no like it's, denying that. It's disgusting. Like, I have only got the two... I mean, to be fair, I have no friends, but, like, I've only got the two that comes with the system because, right. like, I'm not paying $80 for two more Joy-Con. And I've it's even heard happen. that, like, the Pro Controller has its own issues where, like, a lot of people are saying, like, the D-pad on that isn't great, so... Mm. Especially when you're paying, like, eighty dollars or more for something like that you you kind of wanted it you would expect something a little bit better than just like oh by the way this d-pad's kind of wonky so that's not great yeah. something else that's not great there's still me's <laughs> they haven't get, gone away from the me's for some reason i mean granted you can make horrible monstrosities there but you know, i'm still so Mies. mad at you I mean, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> you guys, every time Jared and I play Mario Kart, he has this monstrosity of a me that is just like bouncing around on the screen, looking at me, trying to consume my soul. He's a good boy. He's not a good boy. He's a ah! demon. Ah is a demon. I believe you can see ah if you go through the archives of our podcast. I think I used him as an image at one point. I think he's in the Mario Kart one. That might make sense. Uh, speaking of that, the friends, the friend uh, list situation is bad. Bad, bad. Because it's still friend codes, and everyone has a non-unique ID, so you have no idea if you're accepting a friend request from someone you know or just some other random person who has the same name. Yeah. Which is not a good idea. And I mean, even to piggyback off of that, like, their online service launching a year and a half after the system comes out is not great not great and kind of suspect that like oh hey if you want to play some online games like mario kart or splatoon you can do it for free for the first year and a half but now after that you're gonna have to pony up like 20 bucks a year which granted that's not 
that's not a bad price per se compared to the other consoles, but but it's, it's still annoying that like you get used to it after that long of owning the system, and then it's like, but now you gotta pay us. Yeah. So. And and for the most part, we still don't know exactly what their service entails. No. That's a huge negative, is we have no idea what that's going to be. Because supposedly that thing is supposed to include that weird old game Netflix service or whatever they're going to give you. And we have no idea what that stuff has. They're just like, I don't know, September, sure, we'll we'll do it then. I don't know. And like the app came out, but like... It's only for Splatoon. It's only for Splatoon. <laughs> so. so. That was weird. Um... Which I guess brings up another negative is that like voice chat's a little Yeah, it's bad. Yeah. <laughs> but do you really want to talk to other people on the internet? Strangers. I mean, I, t- I talk to you and so like it's it's a thing that like we have to Skype so that we can play Mario Kart. But I mean like I think just the general I mean, I guess granted I I don't know how everyone plays video games on the internet. I don't either. It feels like a lot more people just kind of have moved towards that style of like, oh, they're going to get up, get a bunch of friends together and we're going to get on Skype or Discord and use that. It works. It's just bizarre that like it didn't out of the box. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Because you think that the option would exist, but Uh, supposedly the option does exist. It does now. Well, I mean, like even like just not with their convoluted system. Oh, really? Yeah. I think someone kind of, like, figured out, like, through Splatoon 2, there was a way you could get voice chat without their weird 30,000 cables and phone solution. That was, like, it was through the console. I guess that's the main thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a minor complaint, honestly, because, like, we make it work. Yeah, and, and honestly, like I'm not gonna I'd, I'm not gonna talk to people online that I don't know. Well, and I'd I'd honestly prefer to um like have the wireless capability of like me sitting on my couch and my system being over there. Yeah. And then play Mario Kart than like being true, tied true. up with it and everything. So I mean it's it's fine. It's just I can understand that that could be a, a negative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and it's it's kind of odd that it was such a convoluted system to try and get it to work. I think I like I understand like what they were going for like oh everyone has their phones with them why not we just do voice chat through phones instead of the console but Yeah. It was a good idea but poorly executed. Yeah. Yeah. Don't put the carts in your mouth. That's a bad thing. Do not put the Don't carts put in, in your mouth. mouth. I did not put one in my mouth like to taste it. But if you remember the time that I went to the the ER, which that's a whole different story, but um, Mario Odyssey had just come out. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I put it in my, like, between my lips mm-hmm. while I was trying to do something else. And then, like, once I pulled it out, I was like, <laughs> Though, actually, I heard someone mention that, like, they got a game recently and, like, they did the, t- the taste thing and nothing happened, so... You know, I was going to say that I don't understand why people have an urge to put cartridges in their mouth, but then people also put, like, Tide Pods in their mouth, so. Welcome to 2018. Yeah, and 2017. I mean, it was a huge deal that people were putting, like, Switch carts in their mouth for, like, the first month of release Mm -hmm. for some godforsaken reason. Like, 
Blame Giant Bomb for that. It was not the first thing that came to my mind. I'm like, oh man, I got Breath of the Wild. Time to put it in my mouth. Blame Giant Bomb for that. I will. Uh, One good thing, though, I will say about their internet solution is that, hey, they made the system region free. So you can buy stuff off the Japanese store or any other region store. And that's real cool. (laughs) Because every console should have that. Yeah, I mean, I don't utilize that, but I like the idea that it exists. Mm -hmm. If you want to go buy a random Japanese game right now, you could do it. I mean, you got to go get a points card, probably. I think, like, it, from what I heard, like, it works sometimes with American cards, but not all of them. It's very fickle with that. Hmm. But mostly you just got to go find a a Japanese points dealer on the shady sides of the internet. <laughs> so like it, that sounds so shady. So you got to go to a back alley, and some guy's going to open up his trench coat and be like, what are you buying? I got I got Nintendo points. I got PSN <laughs> cards. I got iTunes cards for other regions. Oh my god. That's exactly then, what happens. Don't shoot him though cuz he won't come back. It's it's this the it's the it's the risk reward you got to take. <laughs> so terrifying. God. Um one other positive that I really would like to mention and I know that several of my friends have not had this experience, but um, I love that the Joy-Cons come in different colors. Yeah, that's real cool. I love it because it feels like you can kind of like customize it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was really easy when I would hang out with my brother because we're like, oh, this is mine because it's blue and red. And then his is the one that's gray. Yeah. Um, so it's. It, I like that. And then you can buy like the weird neon green ones and you can buy multiple. Um, That said. Yeah. Still $80. uh, Still $80. And I, uh, I told Nintendo when I sent in my blue left Joy-Con, I was like, if I do not get a blue left Joy-Con back, I will be very, very upset (laughs) because that was an issue. Oh, right. I forgot about the, mm-hmm. the Joy-Con issue. Yeah, the, the left Joy-Con. It seems like it was forever ago. It was approximately a year ago. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I I never had any issues when I was playing Breath of the Wild, but then when I started playing Mario Kart with you, I was like, oh, this is bad. Excuses. Um, I get it. But that said, they got it back to me within like less than a week. Yeah, it was a few days that they got it back to me. I feel like they kind of got optimized on doing that sort of thing for that for that oh, specific I'm issue. Sure, sure, they did get optimized on it because um, it was it was a real big issue. People mm. had a lot of problems with that. Well, should we talk about some of the games we enjoyed in the first year of the Switch? Heck yeah! Did you know there was approximately sixty six games released physically for the Switch in twenty seventeen? I'm real upset it wasn't 64. It should have been 69. Nice. Nice. (laughs) I mean, obviously we're not going to talk about these games at length, but games that we really enjoyed in the first year of the Switch, which could be anything. The the fact that like both of our game of the year was 
like a launch title on the Switch says something. Mm-hmm. Breath of the Wild was a dang old good game. I'm still obsessed with Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Like, I still am completely and utterly obsessed with it. I <laughs> I still look for, like, fan art, and I still read fan fiction, and I still, like, every once in a while will boot it up, and I'm like, eh, what's going on here? Like, it is a fabulous game, and I love it. Go vroom vroom on your motorcycle. I tried to do that. Um, like I, I pulled it up recently to show my mom like what my new TV looks like. Mm-hmm. And so I pulled up the motorcycle. I was like, look, look at the motorcycle. She's like, is this supposed to look good? I'm like, oh my God, mom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at a list of games so I can give you some some things to, t- to, to, to talk about. Or at least for oh, us. Oh, I can tell you. <laughs> Uh, hey, they released Puyo Puyo Tetris for the Switch, which that's a pretty dang good video game. I didn't play it on the Switch, but I played, I played on PS4. But hey, that's a it's a good old puzzle game. Yeah, you liked it. Yeah, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. It's the best Mario Kart game. I agree with you. It is the best Mario Kart game, and it is super fun when you play it with a soundtrack that's not the soundtrack <laughs> built in. And when you're constantly going to Dolphin Shoals. Oh my god, I'm so mad that my favorite track is now Baby Park. Yeah, because it is. Oh. It's your very favorite track. It is my least favorite track. I would much rather have Dolphin Shoals as my favorite track than Baby Park. I blame you. <laughs> but it is the best Mario Kart and the best version of Mario Kart. It's true. Remember when Capcom released a new version of Street Fighter 2 for the Switch and it was real bad? I remember that it existed and that I was mad because Chun Li looked terrible. That's a thing. That is a thing. I think Cammy looked bad too, but I remember like Chun Li was like specifically egregious. egregious. <laughs> I'm the sleepy Cam- one, not you. <laughs> I'm sleepy too. I only got like five hours of sleep. Oh, miss five hours of sleep. Some of us don't get any sleep. <laughs> remember arms. Uh, I remember there being some hype for ARMS. I didn't play it. And now it's all gone. <laughs> do, do people not play ARMS? No, not really. That's I, a shame. I, I tried. I mean, I was... I, I was. I played you those... Know, positive. Uh, yeah, I, I played those, like, two beta things they put out, and, like, it was fine, but not something I would, like, want to get into super deeply. You remember one two switch? <laughs> oh boy! Guess the balls in this box. It's the one thing we use HD Rumble for. I mean, like at least they're trying new things. Forty dollars. That should not have been a forty dollar game. Remember when, At best, it should have been twenty. Remember when Konami put out a launch game for the Switch? That's how much Clearly you remember. Clearly not. They put out a Bomberman game for the Switch. Oh, right, launch. the Bomberman game. I played that with uh, my friends in 205 until they moved away from 205. Supposedly that game actually got better as like they patched it. So Nice. It was fun when we played it. There you go. Uh, the big the big like summer release was Splatoon 2, obviously. Yep, which was your jam. For a little bit, yeah. Yeah. I think kind of like the one bad thing about that game is like it was pretty much the same game with just a few bonus things some new maps some new clothes and then like the the horde mode they added but i mean which 
to be fair, that doesn't mean it's a bad game or anything, because Splatoon 1 was great. But, like, I fell off that game real quick, unfortunately. Even though it is still pretty dang good. Uh, like we talked about earlier, Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle, biggest surprise probably of the year. Just A, that thing existed, and B, that it was good. I know you were very excited about Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2 coming to Switch. Do you want me to fight you? Yes. <laughs> oh, what else? What else? What else? What else? FIFA 18, obviously. Everyone was like, yeah, footy. I love the soccer. <laughs> they weren't. Fire Emblem Warriors, though. Good Batman. Me and you were like, yeah, that's a good game. Everyone else was like, Fire Emblem. Warriors. Muso. I Okay. <laughs> I remember when they first announced it, like, I was You were so jazzed. Hyped. I was so hyped because I love Fire Emblem and I love Musou. Put them together and it was fan-freaking-tastic. And then, like, double the Matt Mercer and it's beautiful and it's super fun. And I know, like, two other people that have played it besides you. But it is such a good game. So good. Y'all, I have like the most love for Muso. It's true. She's <laughs> the Muso queen. Yeah. That Super Mario Odyssey was good. Yeah, man, that was a pretty good game. <laughs> Jump up, Superstar. Everyone's favorite game for the Switch, Farming Simulator Nintendo Switch Edition. Obviously. What? Obviously. Doom for the Switch. Yeah. <laughs> Which, the crazy thing about that is, like, they just recently patched that game and added motion controls to it. Which is like... Why? I don't know. <laughs> because they can, I guess. Get you a new way to play Doom. Wow. Uh, the L.A. Noir remake coming out for Switch is still weird and surprising. Doubt, D doubt yes, even though they changed doubt. that. I know. Skyrim, because everything has to have Skyrim. With Link. Right, yeah, that's the... God. Yeah, what a weird like the thing. really hideous Link. Oh, man. Because it's Skyrim, and they can't make like an attractive human for the life of them? No, they cannot. Yeah. So Link looks like a... a f pickup truck hit him a million times. Xenoblade 2. Yes. Rounded out the year. Your favorite... Not your favorite, oh, I but wait for, I cannot wait for New Game Plus. Uh, maybe the worst game to come out for the Switch, WWE 2K18, because boy howdy, that is a bad port of a. I mean, those games are bad in general, but that port's real bad. Like the game runs at like maybe 10 frames a second. Wow. Yeah. And they kind of just like they they were like, oh yeah, this game's coming out sometime in the fall of winter, and then it just like dropped it without no, with like no hype or anything. It was just out, which is like, hey, that's a big sign of like, oh, that's probably not good. And surprisingly, it wasn't, or not surprisingly. Uh, here's some stuff that came out in this year so far. They brought Rocket League to Switch, mm -hmm. which that's cool. Rocket League's a good game. They put Bayonetta back out on Switch because that's a good idea. 
And Bayonetta 2. And Bayonetta 2. Both great games. Also surprising. I mean, like, I understand that, like, the Wii U, Bayonetta 2, but, like, getting the original Bayonetta and everything, like, yeah, I'm all right. Bayonetta is still one of the biggest, like, WTF moments of gaming, honestly. Bayonetta 2. Yeah, we were talking about that when those two came out for Switch. It's like... Nintendo going out and saving a mature-rated franchise is not something you would, like, expect. And it's not just a mature-rated franchise. It's Bayonetta. Yeah, exactly. It's, I mean, it's it's a wild, wild thing, and I love it. And, we got Bay- and Bayonetta 3 is coming out. We got Bayonetta 2, and they're going to be like, they're like, hey, let's make another one of these. It's like, Nintendo what? Nintendo, yes. What are you doing? Good things, but surprising. Yeah. I think now is a good time to to take a look at some stuff that's going to come out later this year. The year two extravaganza, or at least stuff that potentially is going to come out in year two. I think first and foremost, we need to talk about Nintendo Labo. Yeah, that's important. Because that is the strangest thing, and I think that's going to be kind of the big, the first big thing of, of year two of the Switch. Yeah. Is their do some stuff with cardboard and make some some stuff happen. Which we haven't really talked about it on the show yet, but just... That's the most Nintendo being Nintendo thing that could have come out. It really is. And I mean, honestly, I understand this and a lot of people seem to miss the point. This isn't really for us. Mm-hmm. Um... I mean, for one, I live in like a 700 square foot apartment, so I don't have a lot of room for cardboard. And if I did, the cats would play with it. But the whole idea of like creativity and building your own and the like the software inside of not inside of it, but included with a cardboard like that is a family thing. Right. Yeah. And despite the fact that Nintendo is trying really hard to appeal to broader audiences beyond just like family, they still really have a core of like family consumers Mm -hmm. it makes sense that they would try and find something to creatively use this new system in a way that like would engage with families and um you know even as a historian i understand that like stem is a big deal so it's like actively telling kids to like be creative and build things and customize your own thing that kind of deal I mean, it's it's not for us. It could be for us if you want to be a robot, but... I want to be a robot. Be a robot. Because that's the thing is, I don't think it's like an exclusive kid game, but I feel like it's very much not for the market that yeah. many of the games have been going for for the Switch so far. I mean, even when like they did that first like initial like announcement, they were kind of just like, hey, we're doing something, but... Keep your keep your your rev keep your engines a little bit under revved. Like this isn't necessarily going to be for everyone. Yeah, and people ignored that, and they were mad at Nintendo for it. I'm like, guys, what the heck? Like they told you this was going to be like a family mm-hmm. kind of announcement, and like it's still a really creative idea. Whether yeah. it works or not is completely I don't know, but the idea of it is neat. And like even just seeing the the technology that's in some like it's what's that's in this thing 
with just how it works with like the the joy cons and the various you know constructed kits you can do it's super super interesting and cool and neat and like i know obviously like there was a bunch of detractors of it when it first was announced but like i think this is cool and like i'm so i'm excited to see what they do with this like further down the road if if other if other like developers decide to come in and be like okay hey we can do this with this as well and just see like what the possibilities for this thing is even if it's just like a one and done type thing it's it's neat that nintendo's like going out on a limb in such a like a weird and strange way that no one else in games is doing uh what else is there coming out uh some of the big like things they announced in their first like or their 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 direct they did in january like the donkey kong country tropical freeze re-release coming out in may part of their like big hey we're gonna re-release some of the bigger stuff from the the wii u because that's a smart thing to do yeah Uh, it's super super smart like because they know and unfortunately people didn't buy the Wii U. It's true. And there were a lot of fantastic games on the Wii U, and mm-hmm. I'm still gonna hold out hope forever on uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions Switch. Yeah, buddy. Um, I don't know if it'll ever happen, but I I can keep hoping. I saw <laughs> there was Atlas put out a thing like, "Hey, we're doing this Q and A for the next Shin Megami Tensei 3DS game," and someone in the comments was like, "Hey, when are you doing Tokyo Mirage Sessions 2? <laughs> I was like, "Yes, you're a good person." It was it was that, and then like half the other questions were like, "Hey, what's Conoco doing? Is he okay? Can you give us an update, please?" <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like they should definitely. This is a smart thing. Like obviously, you know, like we said, people didn't buy the the Wii U. Uh, I mean, the Switch has already outgrown the lifetime sales of the Wii U. So like, why not re-release some of these gems that the the Wii U had? And let them see a new light for more audiences for a bigger audience to let them play it and to have like you know either be the complete version or just have some new enhancements added to them it's smart like why not do that yeah it's super smart i guess to piggyback off that we were talking earlier about you know the online services and how they like they're like oh it's gonna launch in september they have to announce something to go along with that you'd think like something big to be like, hey, we're doing this and this is a big proponent of why we're doing this. Like, you kind of have to wonder or at least think that if they're going to re-release Smash Brothers, that would be the time to re-release it. In conjunction of, with launching that, that online service. Yeah. Because I don't think if they're going to like, oh, we're going to re-release uh, Mario Kart 8, Pokken Tournament, Donkey Kong Country, Hyrule Legends, Warriors, Muso, Warriors Legends. whatever, same difference. <laughs> oh, I'm so hyped for that. <laughs> Even though I've already played it twice. Yeah, If they're going to go to the trouble of re-releasing those games, they have to go ahead and re-release Smash Brothers, right? You would think so, especially because like, the Bayonetta amiibo came out last year mm-hmm. and like that was in talks to come out with Smash on the Wii U so it's like why would you go ahead and release Bayonetta amiibo right when the game is kind of obsolete at this point I mean obviously that would be like a full version it would have like all the DLC characters like Cloud Bayonetta and all of them 
all those folks. Yeah. Um, and maybe you, and maybe you add like another person in there just like to sweeten the pot or something, but give some uh, like Breath of the Wild outfits. Sure. Yeah. I think like it's just funny. the one thing holding them back is just like the weirdness of the Smash community and just like oh, the right. way they are with those games. Like that might be one thing that holds them back, but it has to happen at some point. Jared. Hello, that's me. I have the perfect idea. Okay. Switch exclusive Smash character. Oh boy. Uncle Amiibo. Yeah. Okay. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'll play Smash for that. Right. It's the best idea in the world. Oh man, I would play as Uncle Amiibo. <laughs> so good. I, I'm sure when you go back and edit this, you'll hear the moment that I had the epiphany. Epiphany, <laughs> and I'm like, you know what, Uncle Amiibo. <laughs> Um, but yeah, a lot of these are really, really good games that mm. are getting released and I can't see why they wouldn't re-release that. Yeah. It just seems like a no brainer that, you know, like why would they? Yeah. It's kind of a print money yeah. situation. I think for me, like the one thing I wouldn't want them to just re-release wholesale is Mario Maker because I'd want them to do something to add to that game. Like, that makes sense. Like, oh, uh, you know, you get all the title sets from the first game. We've added Super Mario Brothers 2 US and like maybe some of like the stuff from from Japanese Super Mario Brothers 2, like Poison Mushrooms and all that jazz. Mm-hmm. Here's a Super Mario Land tile set. And like, it's like just give like more tile sets and things to work with. It the the hard thing about that game is going to be just figuring out how do you replace the touchscreen aspects of that game which were a very key component of creating levels and all that jazz right? with just the kind of non-touchscreen capacity. I mean the, the, the Switch does have touchscreen capabilities because there are games that specifically just use that for it but it's like do you want to just like be like oh if you want to do some editing you gotta undock your, your console See that, that, that seems like it could potentially hold it back yeah, but that's a game that really should come back in some sort of way because that first game was super super great, and I might have been a bit hyperbolic when in my Game of the Year awards where I said that might be like one of the most important games to ever come out. But <laughs> I'm uh, honestly just hoping that if they do release it in some way, that I get to have my baby metal right um, skins again because that was wonderful. It was great. They would do the little. Little thing, baby metal discs, and that just opens up the possibility of like, oh, look at all these new amiibo that came out since then, new costumes in that way. I mean, you could really expand on the game, yeah, in meaningful ways, yeah, that I feel like they should do and they could do easily Absolutely. if they wanted to. It get crazy with it. Give you a Super Mario 64 tile set. Yeah. I'm about that. Like, just go completely ape <laughs> I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of Super Mario 64, but, like, that would be insane. <laughs> no, really? I had no idea that you were the biggest fan of Mario Wow. Hush. Anyways, hey, there's other games coming out for the Switch this year. 
yeah, we're getting like a spiritual sequel to the yarn, the Yoshi yarn and uh, Yoshi yeah. card. Which, you know, we should have thought about the, the Labo thing with the cardboard because they're like, hey, here's Yoshi and it's going to be cardboard. Of course, Nintendo was thinking cardboard. Those jerks, how dare they? I mean, maybe <laughs> Nintendo is just actually run by cats now. It, it could be. Yeah. I'd believe it. Reggie's yeah. a cat. Reggie is a cat. He's not really running Nintendo. Uh, the- He's cool, though. The Mega Man Legacy Collections come out for Switch in May as well, along with the Dark Souls remaster. And then also that Street Fighter 30th Anniversary Collection, which basically renders Ultra Street Fighter 2 to be completely worthless. Because <laughs> that has, like, original Street vanilla Fighter. Street Fighter, I think two versions of Street Fighter 2 or 2 or 3. Uh, Street Fighter 3, I think a couple versions of that, and then, like, Alpha. It's got Alpha. Yeah. Which is rare. No, that's a different company. No, I'm just mean that like Alpha usually gets ignored. They should put out the uh, the SNES version of Alpha Two on that, <laughs> which is bad. Uh, and then finally, on at least this Wikipedia page, in terms of like confirmed dates, uh, Blaze Blue Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle comes to Switch. Wow, I didn't realize it was coming to Switch. Mm-hmm. You can get your Persona on Switch finally. I might actually pick that up. Uh, here are some things that might come out potentially at some point. <laughs> Question mark. Question mark. Uh, that new version of Steins Gate is supposed to come out on Switch, even though that just recently got delayed, and that seems like a bad version of that game. Because they replaced all of the visual novel art with just art from the anime, and it doesn't oh, look good. That's weird. It's very weird. Uh, the, the super duper version of Shantae Half-Genie Hero comes out. On the Switch? Buy it. Everybody buy it. Because it's great. It's such a good game. Like, I sound sarcastic, but it's because I'm tired. But it's actually true. Like, that game is absolutely amazing. It's a good game. It is a really good (laughs) game. It made my game of the year list in 2016. Probably. Um, It's really fun. It's put together extremely well. It has Christina V, so, like, yeah. Just be careful Um, of that last DLC. Yeah, maybe maybe stay away from the the Friends the End DLC, or if you don't stay away from it, like just be aware that you might want to bash your head in a little bit. But um, the rest of the DLC is great, and the game itself is flipping phenomenal, and it looks beautiful. So especially if you like like side scrolling platformer type games and like puzzly type games, please please do not sleep on Shantae. Other things coming out. We talked about this. Hyrule, Hyrule Warriors Definitive Edition. I don't know why I keep stumbling over that. Because you're tired. Yeah, that's true. Mario um, Tennis Aces. I'm jazzed about Hyrule Warriors. You are. I mean, you're jazzed to play that game for like the 50th time. I'm jazzed to play that game with a frame rate of more than 10 frames per <laughs> second. And for it not yeah. to look like a PS1 game. Yeah, I have it on both the Wii U and the 3DS. And I... Well, you, have, put, you also have the better 3DS, so... Well, yeah, but I put, like, a disgusting amount of hours into both versions of it, and mm-hmm. I am ready to put another amount of disgusting hours into it because I love Hyrule Warriors. You sure do. And there's going to be Breath of the Wild skins. Heck yeah! Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That weird SNK heroines game comes out during the summer, which that could potentially be good or bad. 
Yeah. I've seen the ways they've been trying to market that game, and I'm just like, mm. Mm. I don't know. They're putting out The World Ends With You again on the Switch? That sure. was a surprise that they put that that as an announcement. And it that's a really good game. And I know that I shit on Square like every day. Um, Deservedly so. But yeah, they deserve it because this is one of the last good games they actually made. It's fantastic. I'm a little concerned because it was also a game that like really utilized the two screens of the DS. So I'm not sure exactly how they're going to do that. Well, that game's been out on mobile. Has it? Yeah. How did they do it in that version? I have no idea. I haven't played it, so <laughs> I just know it's it's been on mobile. So. So maybe they figured it out, but yeah. um, and I mean they figured it out with Zero Escape. So I I believe that people can solve that problem. Solve the problem of games having two screens to begin with, but um. I'm jazzed to play that again, and I'm upset that I will have to give Square my money, but <laughs> I'll I'll do it because it's me. That strange No More Heroes thing supposedly coming yeah. this year? I mean, do we really know a whole lot about that other than it no. exists? No. We know it exists. It had, like, Hotline Miami in the trailer. Yeah. And that's about it. Yeah, it was, it was kind of a weird announcement, and, like, I still don't really know what it is like is it a sequel to no more heroes 2 is it a prequel to no more heroes like what is it shrug shoulders Meh. oh this has untitled fire emblem switch oh yeah they announced that i remember um that i mean which who knows if that comes out this year i doubt it but i look forward to it because i'm I'm thinking that probably what they'll do is do a mainline title on the Switch rather than like continue it on the the 3DS. Right, yeah. And I like the direction they've been going with Fire Emblem. Um except for don't make it 3 games this time, guys. <laughs> Please. Yeah. For my sanity. Speaking of that concept, here's <laughs> here's one that I'm still very curious if it comes out the core Pokemon game for Switch. Ah. Because this this might be the year we are determining if they are finally moving up from the 3DS to the big boy console for the first time ever. For the first time ever. It's it's a big question, and I mean, it's an important question. Mm -hmm. um, Pokemon's a massive franchise, so to like figure out what the future of it is is kind of important. I mean, when you go out there and say, hey, we're going to make a, a an actual Pokemon game like the ones you you've been playing on the 3ds for the switch like do you go out this year again and be like hey we got another one coming for the 3ds it's sun moon sun moon 394 we're just gonna release that game again pharaoh 90 pharaoh 90 <laughs> like they have that has to be this year right like they have to put that switch version out this year it would be smart because i mean what else but... is coming out for the 3ds besides Detective Pikachu, which comes out a little bit later this year, like in a month or two. Persona, Persona Q2, Q. which we still know anything about. Nothing. Like it's it, the smart money, or at least the smart idea, would be, hey, put that thing on Switch. Yeah, I mean, but, it makes sense, but Nintendo doesn't always do things that make sense, so and it's if they still do, kind of up in the air. That's gonna just drive more console sales. Yeah, because people will that will be a system seller. Yeah, people will buy a system just for Pokemon. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> I bought it just for Zelda, but then like everything else came out. So true. <laughs> Uh, then also we talked about that Yoshi game, which might come out. We don't know. Cardboard. Cardboard. It looks cute. I love it. I loved Wooly World. I thought it was a lot of fun. So I'm excited for another game in that vein. And then this also has some like 2019 stuff that let's, let's take a guess. Bayonetta 3. Probably not this year. No, not this year. Bloodstained. The Igarashi game. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe if this it's year? this year, it's late last year. Or it's late. late last year, <laughs> doing the time <laughs> late travel. This year. <laughs> Sorry, my brain's not working. If it comes out, it'll be late this year. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Um, but I'm guessing next year. Metroid Prime Four. Not this year. <laughs> Shin Megami Tensei Five. Also not this year. Yeah, I think they just they just came out and said like, "Hey, we're kind of getting into more development for that game now," which that's not that's not a sign that hey, we're gonna put that thing out this year. Yeah, no, I I I'm thinking not this year. Yeah, yeah, I would most likely agree with that. Oh yeah, Capcom said at one point, "Hey, we're gonna do an Ace Attorney game for Switch." They did, and that's pretty exciting. Who knows that comes out this year? Probably not. Well, and a lot of people were questioning, like, are they just going to port, um, like, Spirit of Justice, right, or are yeah. they going to do, a, like, a trilogy re-release, are they going to do an actual new game, like, what is, what does that mean by we're going to release an Ace Attorney game on the Switch? The answer is nobody freaking knows. Because Capcom's like, Because Capcom, short shoulders, but regardless, I'll buy it because it's great, and what it should be is a new like cross Layton series oh, man. game. Yeah. You know, they're never Dude. going to again, but yeah, I know it didn't sell well, but it would be great. And the they could do late lady Layton versus Apollo and it'd be fantastic. Yep. They totally should do that. I agree. Uh, there's also the, uh, the other Nintendo arcade games that are going to be coming out with, uh, versus balloon fight versus clue, clue land versus excite bike. Eh? Yeah. Versus ice climber. Versus pinball, that's going to be a system seller. <laughs> the arcade version of Punch Out, which that that'll be interesting to look at. That will be. Versus Urban Champion. Versus Wrecking Crew. Versus tennis. Versus baseball. <laughs> <laughs> so there's, there's some interesting things in that that I that'll be cool to to really see what exactly they do with. Yeah. And then just like all the other random Neo Geo and just regular arcade stuff they put out throughout the the rest of the year. I'll be very excited to to look at and see. Other than that, I think that's mostly like of the, like the announced stuff of at least like hey, this may come out next year or not. We don't really know. And I mean the thing is like yes, they came out of the gate with their their Zelda and their Mario, yes. but they still have a lot of games first party and third party coming out that like are slated. So I mean, I I don't know that it'll be as strong of a second year. Yeah, I I I I would say it's not going to be. It's kind of hard to match up to. Yeah. That. But at the same time, like they're putting in a dang effort to make sure that there's still stuff mm-hmm. coming out that's good stuff. And of course, like we don't know everything they're going to put out because there's still probably some stuff they're they're talking about putting out that might come out this year that you know we don't know. And yeah. I think 
you know, like we talked about at the very beginning of the show, if if they're able to keep on third party support like they did for the first year and it doesn't waver, it will be at least a good year for the, the Switch for year two. Like it's not going to be yeah. a huge drop off. I mean, th- there is the possibility that that happens, but I think even with even if that does happen and third party support kind of starts to dwindle, you know, they have a good indie development cycle of games that are coming through just on a constant basis they got hamster doing their thing and they got like a decent amount of first party stuff that's going to come out you see this year so it's not it's not going to be like oh hey we've reached the pinnacle and now we're just going to dive bomb down right i think if if there's a dip which i mean there is going to be a dip there's going to be a dip um i don't think it's going to be like Wii U levels of extreme. Yeah, yeah. This isn't year one of Wii U to year two of Wii U. Yeah, that was... An extreme. And beyond extreme. Like, that's... So, um, I mean, I'm really excited about the future of the Switch. And honestly, it's, like, my most played console um, of any of the ones that I have right now. Which says something, because I have them all. Yeah. Um... But I play my Switch a lot. And whether it's just like picking up a game and playing it for a few minutes or whatever, like, or putting 180 hours into Xenoblade. Just casually. <laughs> casually, as you do, you know. And I mean, like, it's like 140 or 160 into Breath of the Wild. So it's. Also casually. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's not tiny amounts of time that I'm putting into this, but it's also like. It is a system that you can kind of pick up, play, and then like if you want to put it onto like a like a sleep mode, you can come back to it, mm-hmm. and it's totally fine. And I think it works really, really well. And I'm honestly proud of Nintendo. <laughs> like your question mark? Yeah, I mean, like because most people know me and know that I'm like a pretty big Nintendo fan. But I also realize that they make some stupid choices sometimes. Yeah, just, and so <laughs> just coming out of like the Wii U and being able to rebound with the Switch is is impressive in and of itself. It is. It's really, really impressive. And I mean, I guess they kind of did the same thing with like GameCube to Wii. Eh. But I, but I feel like this is a whole different beast yeah. than the Wii. The Wii basically exploded because of its gimmick. Yeah. I don't necessarily think it had as strong of a lineup of, of in terms of games that the, the Switch has. It didn't, but I think that Nintendo has kind of found, like, a stride on this system. Yeah. And can make it work, whereas, like, in the past few years with the Wii U especially, they were like, what do we actually do? Mm-hmm. The Wii U and- was, was, Switch, was the Switch .5 edition. Yeah, I mean, you can definitely see how the Wii U evolved into the Switch, mm-hmm. but, um, mm-hmm. and again, I, I liked my Wii U. I played a ton of games on the yeah. Wii U, and there were a lot of great games on the system. It was just Nintendo didn't know what to do with it. Yeah. And they didn't know how to market it, and I feel like they're correcting those issues with the Switch. They completely failed with the Wii U. They did. And like, like we, like, yeah, like I just said, it's, it's hard to find 
elsewhere in the history of games where a console manufacturer has completely just failed and then come back immediately, or not immediately, but come back soon after with a huge success. Yeah, and I mean, they came back swinging. Because usually when you have that big failure, that's when you're knocking on death's door in terms of being in business or not, at least in the console business. Well, and people asked after the Wii U, like, is this the end of Nintendo? And it's like, it's it's not the end of Nintendo because they still have, like, a metric butt ton of money. But also, like, the 3DS was keeping them yeah. going enough that they could figure out, like, what did we do wrong here and how do we fix it? Yeah, exactly. Like, there was, there was a good point in time there where, like, the 3DS was arguably the best console on the market. Oh, yeah, and, I love my 3DS. And that was like it was it was almost a tale of two just like stories. It's like, okay, you got the home console and it's just a bust right now, but yet yeah. you guys are doing so well with the 3DS, it makes no sense. And they finally came with the idea of, hey, why don't we just bring both of those audiences together and, and it's do smart. something different? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoa, my cat is airborne. Doom. He probably went like two feet in the air. Just, just saying. Might as well jump. Like if I were standing up, it would have been to like probably my hip area. Well, you're tiny, so that. Uh, uh, rude. <laughs> I mean, I am, but yeah. <laughs> anyway, unrelated to the switch, my cat is airborne. Phew. He had to make himself known for this podcast, as he usually does. It's very true. All right. Well, I think we should let you go sleep. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but I think we are in agreement that hey, year two of the switch isn't going to be a nas- a disaster. But it's not going to be as great as year one. But we're not going to see a dramatic drop off. And I mean, Hopefully. I'm still like extremely excited about year two. Yeah, there's still so. some good stuff coming out to be excited for. Of the stuff that we know, so I mean, the rest of the the latter half of the year, like when E three rolls around, who knows like what interesting things are gonna show up with and be like, hey, this is what the rest of the year lineup is gonna be for us, and do all that jazz, do that song and dance number. I'm excited, bike. You're always excited, bike. That is false. You're. I mean, maybe later this year you'll be versus excited, bike. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> There you go. So yeah, that's the Switch. Um, if you haven't picked Yay, one up, Switch. you should probably pick one up if you're interested in that sort of thing. And, yeah. you know, buy all the good games for it, especially Garo, Mark of the Wolves, the greatest fighting game of all time, featuring Terry Bogard without a hat. He throws his jacket this time. It's like the most petty game in the history of video games in terms of just characters and character development. It's fantastic. And it's only $8. $8 for one of the greatest games ever made. You can't go wrong. Also buy Breath of the Wild. Also buy Breath of the Wild. It's been on sale recently, so like you could get it pretty cheap. Not and pretty cheap, but cheaper. Cheaper for a Nintendo game. Yeah. That's saying something. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, heck yeah, Switch. Good job. My my thumb is up for you. Except when it's hurt when you play a lot of Mario Kart. Yeah, well, that's when I get an indention in it, and that's painful actually you know what i just realized like i'm right-handed but whenever i do a thumbs up i always do it with my left 
I'm just going to be self-conscious about what hand I use my thumbs up with. Right? I'm, I'm How dare thinking you? about it now. I'm like, why do I do that? It's like telling someone, hey, think about breathing. And now you're thinking about breathing and now you're going to be all messed up. <laughs> we shouldn't bring this up when you're sleepy because you'll be like, oh God, am I breathing? <laughs> no, I'm not breathing anymore. <laughs> oh, let's wrap this. Let's wrap this up. Wrap it up. Like a bow. Hey, you want more from us? Go to seasonlandmatchcheckup.com or sac.cool for past episodes of this podcast. And you can find other podcasts as well, like the Season Anime Checkup and Jared and I watch Sailor Moon Crystal, where we watch Sailor Moon Crystal. Hey, we we went through two seasons of that show now. Yep. That's a lot of episodes. You can go we listen to all of them. We are impressive. The most impressive. <laughs> uh, you can also find columns and reviews on the site as well. You can also go and find Ann Ladium at annladium.com, where she has cool columns and reviews. You can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash anime checkup, where we do Twitter sometimes. Occasionally. Yeah. You can support the show on Patreon, patreon.com slash SACOVA, where you can get cool access to this episode all unedited, where I'll just be tired the whole time and you can hear me cuss. Like, <laughs> you'll get that. And also, there, there'll be awkward silences every once in a while. That, yeah, that happens. That's just the nature of the beast. So, hey, if you got a dollar and you want to support us, throw it to us and be like, hey, I want to listen to these chuckleheads curse and have awkward silence. And we'd be really, really happy and thankful. We would. Hey, and you also get the podcast early. So if you're like, oh, man, I don't want to wait till Saturday. Saturday's for the bees. You get it like sometime during the week whenever we record. So. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, Next week, I have no f- idea. Um, we have a list. We'll probably go to the I, list at some point. I don't, I don't remember what is, I don't even think anything's coming out soon. Yeah, I don't uh, know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, to be honest, we could talk about Bayonetta because you played it. We could. I got to finish that though. I'm just saying we could talk about Bayonetta. Yeah. I just it's had, an idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I think it's a good idea. I just, I just had to kickstart my heart. My, yeah <laughs> or in my butt to get to playing that if not we can go to the list and then put we'll it on a later week yeah we'll figure something out Just you will that. get great content that's that's what we always deliver hashtag the great content from us here on the hashtag SACOVA hashtag content hashtag podcast hashtag video games hashtag switch Hashtag. hashtag stop. <laughs> Just put a hashtag of our name for like seven lines. <laughs> That's a joke only me and Al are going to get, so. Yep. Got to pop ourselves here every now and then. So yeah, uh, look forward to that next week. I don't know. It'll be something. 